MSW Media. Thanks to Green Chef for sponsoring our podcast. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Go to greenchef.com slash dailybean60 and use code dailybean60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. And thanks to Thrive Cosmetics for supporting the Daily Beans. Get luxury, high-performance cosmetics that highlight your best features. For every purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. Go to thrivecosmetics.com slash dailybeans for 15% off your first order. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, January 9th, 2023. Today, Kevin McCarthy wins the speakership on the 15th ballot as the House prepares to vote on the new rules package. Ashley Babbitt's mom is arrested in D.C. on the two-year anniversary of January 6th. Far-right extremists prompted by Steve Bannon and Ali Alexander have stormed the Brazilian Congress. And Wells Fargo VP is arrested for allegedly urinating on a woman during a flight from JFK to India. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Dana, I don't know. Should we put out a content warning for the peeing on the person on the plane thing? I mean, who among us? (laughs) (laughs) I have not been arrested for urinating on anyone in an airplane. Just FYI, if anyone's curious. Oh, come on. Really? That old chestnut? I know. I know it's hard to believe. It is hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need verification. I need all the photos of you not being urinated on. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And also later in the show, this is so cool. We're going to talk to Andrew Hartzler. He is the one who put out the TikTok video. His aunt, Vicki Hartzler, was the one who gave the speech on the floor against to get people to vote against the Protection for Marriage Act. So when they started crying, (laughs) I yield my time, you know. Yeah, um, that that. Yeah. And so we're going to talk with him a little bit later in the show. And it's a it's a wonderful discussion. So if anyone was up late on, what was it, Friday night? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the clown circus on the foot. I mean, he had to get restrained by his face, Allison. Yeah, Mike Rogers. His face. Mike Rogers lunged at Matt Gates for not voting for McCarthy. And then somebody was like whispering right in in his ear, I mean, like, just blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Trump called Marjorie on the on the floor, and she tried to hand the phone. DT, yeah, and they didn't want to speak to him, and I, it was just a shit show. And it was like, huh, I don't know. It was beyond the pale. But then they came back. They they refused to adjourn, and came up with a last minute deal and voted again. And that is what gave McCarthy the speakership. For now, we'll see for how many Scaramucci's he lasts. And then Hakeem Jeffries gave one of the coolest speeches I've seen in a very, very long time. I've never liked the alphabet more. I know. It was so good. And if you haven't, I highly recommend you Google Hakeem Jeffries' speech. It was amazing. And then, of course, Katie Porter reading (laughs) The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck while wearing a bright orange shirt to match the the book jacket on the floor. It was beautiful. While all that was happening. Just a very... uh, It's just a sad state of affairs in a... in the House of Representatives, but it's been a shit show for a while. We held it together for the past couple of years when Democrats were in power, but that is going away. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the rules package. So let's do that. Dana, let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. 
All right. This is from Politico. A proposed subcommittee to investigate the weaponization of the federal government, a key demand of House conservatives who delivered Speaker Kevin McCarthy the gavel, would be given sweeping investigatory powers that include explicit authority to review ongoing criminal investigations. (laughs) That's not a thing that you can do. The language of the proposed select subcommittee, which would operate under the Judiciary Committee, expected to be chaired by Jim Jordan, also gives the panel power to access any information shared with the House Intelligence Committee. That panel typically receives the highest level classified intelligence briefings of any committee in Congress. Both provisions appear to have been added during those final moments between McCarthy and a a band of hardline detractors that briefly denied him the speakership. An earlier version of the proposal made no mention of ongoing criminal investigations or the Intelligence Committee and limited the probe to the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and Department of Justice. The panel's expected formation comes as the Justice Department continues to arrest and prosecute hundreds of rioters charged with breaching the Capitol and amid two ongoing criminal investigations connected to the former guy, Trump. Those include the probe of his effort to overturn the election and his decision to warehouse highly sensitive national security documents at Mar-a-Lago and other places, by the way, that aren't necessarily listed here. And if you haven't listened to uh, yesterday's episode of Jack, which is out now, we talk about how that You remember how Jack Smith wanted to hold Donald in contempt for not attesting that everything had been handed over? Yeah. And the whole mainstream media was reporting that the judge, Beryl Howell, denied that contempt motion. She didn't deny the contempt motion. It's still out there. She hasn't decided on it. And we go over that in detail in the latest episode of Jack. Now, both Trump-related probes are overseen, as we know, by special counsel Jack Smith, who was appointed by Merrick Garland November 18th, in case you were wondering. The subcommittee proposal would permit McCarthy to name 13 members to the panel, including five after consultation with Hakeem Jeffries, a structure similar to the January 6th Select Committee. Pelosi opted to reject two of McCarthy's picks to that panel, prompting him to withdraw from any participation. Unlike the January 6th committee, though, the GOP-led probe would be housed under Jordan's committee. They wanted initially to have a select committee, but they, you know, some of the moderates said, no, let's do a subcommittee under the judiciary. Subpoenas issued by the panel would be authorized by Jim Jordan. Oh, good Lord. Who himself was subpoenaed and defied that subpoena. Yeah. The panel would also be empowered to investigate how executive branch agencies obtain information from and provide information to the private sector, nonprofit entities, or other government agencies to facilitate action against American citizens. A likely harbinger of a review of FBI interactions with social media companies in advance of the 2020 election, the old Twitter files bullshit. The proposal also includes blanket clauses permitting the panel to pursue, quote, any other issues related to the violation of the civil liberties of citizens of the United States and, quote, any other matter relating to information collected pursuant to the investigation conducted under this paragraph at any time during the 118th Congress. So whatever. What a mess. What a mess. All right. Mickey Withoft. Now, this is the mother of Ashley Babbitt. She was arrested for blocking traffic on Capitol grounds on Friday, and that was the two-year anniversary of the death of her daughter after her daughter stormed the building in that pro-Trump mob. Whitehoft, who's 58, she was arrested around 1.45 p.m. for failing to obey police orders and blocking and obstructing roadways, and that's according to a statement from the U.S. Capitol Police. The group did not have a permit to demonstrate, and that's also what the statement said, and Whitehoft asked to be arrested, asked to be arrested. As in routine in these types of arrests, she was processed, given a citation to appear in court, and then released. Well, the arrest came as other groups opposed to the events of January 6th rallied outside the Capitol 
on the anniversary of the insurrection, decrying what they viewed as the unraveling of hard-earned civil rights. And this is a quote. What we saw here two years ago was a physical attack on our democracy. But what we have seen since then, in some ways, is even more insidious. And this is from Andrea Waters King. And she's the wife of Martin Luther King III, the late civil rights leader's eldest son. So he's Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, his oldest one, went on to say, we've seen the structural attack on our democracy. We're seeing laws that should lift us all up being used to limit and roll back hard-won rights. Well, Whithoft and her supporters, they were blocking traffic on Independence Avenue southwest near First Street. When Capitol Police officers and officials approached the group, they directed them to move to the sidewalk and warned them if they did not, they would be arrested. And that's according to the statement. And this is another quote. We're not discussing it. Sidewalk now or you're under arrest. It's that simple. We're not discussing it. We're not having any discussions. The sidewalk or you'll be placed under arrest. And this is from an officer. And that's according to a video of the interaction posted by News 2 Shares Ford Fisher. And he's a documentarian who films political activism. Well, Woodhoff then turned her back to police and placed her hands behind her back. The video shows, go ahead, the officer said, as officers took Woodhoff by the arms toward a police vehicle. Mm, bye. Indeed. Yeah. And, and speaking of January 6th, we're seeing it now in Brazil. Thousands of supporters of Brazil's right-wing former president, Bolsonaro, stormed the country's Congress, Supreme Court, and presidential offices on Sunday to protest what they falsely believe was a stolen election. It was the violent culmination of an incessant rhetorical attack on the nation's electoral systems by Bolsonaro, who lost a close runoff to Luis Lula da Silva in October. And, you know, we know that he, Bolsonaro, was, had visited Mar-a-Lago uh, just, a, you know, a few days before the anniversary of January 6th. And we know Bannon and Ali Alexander have been down there inciting the violence. And these are the key developments here from the New York Times. Protesters in Brasilia, the capital, streamed into the presidential offices, with some holding a barricade to hold back police. Protesters also entered the Congress and flew the flag of the Empire of Brazil, which has become a symbol for right-wing protesters all over the building. Others could be seen destroying windows inside the Supreme Court building. Soldiers entered the presidential offices as officers in two helicopters fired rubber bullets and tear gas canisters at the unruly crowd. Local police officials said 150 people have been arrested. Mr. Lula, who took office on January 1st after edging Mr. Bolsonaro by less than two percentage points in October's runoff, said Mr. Bolsonaro's questioning of the election's legitimacy had triggered the assault. Lula, who was in Sao Paulo when the protest erupted, signed an emergency decree allowing the federal government to intervene and implement any measures necessary to restore order. Bolsonaro, like I said, has been staying in Florida, where he traveled late last month as his presidency was coming to a close. Since his election loss, his supporters have been camped outside military bases across the country and had called on the armed forces to take control of the government and halt the inauguration of Lula. Unbelievable. I mean, Bannon is such a piece of shit. He is responsible for so much of the downfall of our democracy over the last couple of decades. Unbelievable. Yep. yep. All right. This story is just crazy pants. Um, an executive at Wells Fargo Operations in India, well, he was fired and he's being held following allegations that he urinated on an elderly woman during a flight from JFK to New Delhi. Now, the man, Shankar Mishra, was arrested in Bangalore by New Delhi police on Saturday. And this is from Suman Nalwa, a police spokeswoman. A judge in New Delhi ordered him to be held in prison for 14 days because he was considered a flight risk. And that was, again, from Nawa. I know. That's how he got there. He definitely knows how to fly. 
On, I mean, he's more than a flight risk, apparently, at this point. <laughs> on, on Air India, a flight from JFK International Airport to Indira Gandhi International Airport on November 26th, Mishra was completely inebriated and urinated on another passenger, and that's according to police report, which cited a letter from the alleged victim. Oh, this is just so gross. And this is a quote. He unzipped his pants and urinated on me and kept standing there until the person sitting next to me tapped him and told him to go back to his seat, said the woman who was seated in business class, one row behind Mishra. And that's according to the report. The woman who was not publicly identified by the police and described herself as a senior citizen told the crew that she wanted Mishra arrested when they landed in India. But she said the crew brought Mishra to her against my wishes. Ugh. Yeah, I know. He apologized and begged her not to press charges. The two had reached an agreement for Mishra to pay for the woman's belongings to be cleaned, the lawyer said, and Mishra paid her on November 28th. But the woman returned the money on December 19th, quote, which clearly reflects a malicious afterthought. That's from the lawyers. This is, whole thing is absurd. Wells Fargo said in a statement to, to the Hindu, which is a local publication in India, that it found the allegations deeply disturbing, as it should, and that Mishra has been terminated. Well, Mishra was a vice president of the bank's operations in India and was terminated on Friday. Uh, this is from Sharma and the attorney. Well, Wells Fargo did not respond to a request for comment, but I'm glad they got rid of it. I mean, it's, abs- it's absurd. The whole thing is absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of anything quite like this. So um, Wells Fargo, VP about, you know, of operations in India, shit canned. Good so, Lord. And good. And and why would the police bring him to her? That's fucked up. Like, that guy just assaulted me. Like, no. Yeah. And then he tried to just pay for her dry cleaning bill. That part uh, put me over the edge. I was like, you were fucking kidding. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And that somehow was the agreement. Yeah, and but it's like you no, I'm not gonna. That's not an okay agreement. You you bring him, you confront me with him, and then I feel pressured into making an agreement like that. Fuck you. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll, <laughs> if anything more comes out from that story, we'll let you know. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with Andrew Hartzler. Everybody, stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right. Hey, it's AG, and when people compliment my makeup, I'm always excited to point them toward Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics creates high-performance beauty and skincare products made with skin-loving ingredients, and even better than that, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive. They have so many great products to choose from. I recently got my hands on their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I've been using it for a while. I love it. I just bought a new one, and I can see why it has more than 20,000 five-star reviews. It lasts all day. It doesn't clump. It doesn't smudge. And the clean, nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, even healthier-looking lashes over time. Another favorite is their Brilliant Eye Brightener. This cream-to-powder highlighter stick brightens and opens your eyes, and uh, you can apply it to the inner corner of your eyes to trick everyone into thinking you've had plenty of restful sleep, even if you haven't, which I usually don't. But this stuff is amazing. I use their all-in-one skincare and waterproof makeup removing cleanser every night as well. It leaves my skin feeling soft and clean. It's at least 10 times better than the product I used before. Thrive Cosmetics has fantastic products, but they're also dedicated toward helping your community. They have over 300 giving partners across the country, including organizations that help people with cancer, homelessness, and survivors of domestic abuse. And now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash dailybeans. That's Thrive Cosmetics, and cosmetics is spelled C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Daily Beans for 15% off your first order. Today, a United States Congresswoman, my Aunt Vicky, started crying because gay people like me can get married. I hope and pray that my colleagues 
will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. Bye, you bet. So despite coming out to my aunt this past February, I guess she's still just as much as a homophobe. Let's be clear. Obergefell is not in danger, but people and institutions of faith are. Aunt Vicky, that's not right. Institutions of faith like religious universities are not being silenced. They're being empowered by the U.S. government to discriminate against tens of thousands of LGBTQ students because of religious exemptions, but they still receive federal funding. The bill's implications submit to our ideology or be silenced. It's more like you want the power to force your religious beliefs onto everyone else. And because you don't have that power, you feel like you're being silenced. But you're not. You're just gonna have to learn to coexist with all of us. And I'm sure it's not that hard. Hey, everybody, welcome back. So that was Andrew Hartzler talking about his aunt, Vicky, who, by the way, no longer has a job in the House of Representatives, but uh, he is here joining us today to talk about that. Hello, Andrew, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I am so honored to talk to you today because when I saw that video, uh, you know, first of all, I watched that live as she made that speech. Then somebody brought your TikTok video to my attention. And I was like, I absolutely am dying to talk to this person. You are an incredible voice and activist and advocate for LGBTQ plus rights and, and people and, and the community. And I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what, you know, I mean, we, we got a lot about what you were thinking during that video, but just talk a little bit more about it and, and what's going on like today now it's, it's been a few weeks. Yeah. Um, so like, I think it was like three weeks ago now that, that came out. It, it was really concerning. Um, it wasn't surprising, but just seeing the implications that that type of rhetoric has on LGBTQ people in, in real life, as in there are extremists in this world who will hear like our so-called leaders or ex-leaders now hear say things like that. And then that will inevitably result in violence enacted on LGBTQ people. So when I heard someone that shared the same last name with me, like speaking in such a way to invoke violence towards an entire group of people that I identified with, I felt like I would be complicit if I didn't make a response. Yeah. And we've seen it like being, you know, applied practically here in in our neighborhoods. Uh, you know, I'm very close to Hillcrest, which is our neighborhood in San Diego. And I know most of the bar managers and owners and club managers and owners, they're installing mags, magnetometers, they're wanding people as they come in. It's it's really changing the landscape. And And I don't understand, and maybe, you know, you can talk to this a little bit, but that seems to me to be the opposite of freedom, which is what the Republican Party espouses to represent and hold so dear to them. I'm a veteran. I signed up to ensure the rights and freedoms of other people. And, you know, for the Republican Party to tout themselves as, you know, supporting the troops and supporting freedom, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's interesting how the Republican Party, they they support something as long as it falls within their ideologies and their moral compass. But um, I like what Nancy Pelosi often says, that it's not about tolerance with 
supporting LGBTQ people and equality. It's about respect. So when something falls outside of a Republican's idea of what is correct in their religion, they often cling to their freedom of religion to use it as an excuse to exclude others that are outside of that. Yeah, and not just an excuse anymore, but a cudgel, uh, a, yeah. a weapon. And and speaking of that, you are part of a lawsuit being brought by the Religious Exemption Accountability Project, REAP, R-E-A-P. Can you talk a little bit about that class action lawsuit? Yeah. So going back a little bit, I went to Oral Roberts University, which is a deeply conservative um, religious university in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I went there because it was basically said to me by my parents that that was the only school that they would support me going to. So I went there and then ultimately I was called into the dean's office my junior year because I was reported for being gay. And then I was subjected to conversion therapy-like practices, which they termed accountability meetings, um, where I was told that my sexuality was a sin and that I was basically really coerced into or like believing a mindset that wasn't true of how I believe myself to be, um, which can have like major psychological effects. Ultimately, I kept my head down, graduated, and then I joined the Religious Exemption Accountability Project a few months after I graduated in June of 2021. And together with over 40 other plaintiffs from religious institutions across the country, we're suing the U.S. Department of Education in a class action lawsuit because at these religious universities, they receive federal funding through like research grants or um, through like um, FAFSA or Pell Grants. Like that's federal money being used at these religious institutions. And then they are using religious exemptions to be able to freely discriminate against LGBTQ people, which looks like being denied admission, being denied readmission, or being subjected to practices like I was. And the alternative of if I didn't attend those accountability meetings was expulsion. So there's a lot of harm being done. And together with my fellow plaintiffs, we're advocating for equal rights for all students, because ultimately we went to college to get an education, not to have our sexuality changed to the university's preference. Yeah, and especially when a lot of religious university leadership just engages in complete and total hypocrisy. I'm thinking Liberty University and Jerry Falwell Jr., for example, where it's like, you know, something that actually is probably the coolest thing about you uh, is, is, you know, now being touted as, you know, something awful and horrible. And that hypocrisy just is just it's glaring hypocrisy. And I, you know, I, I can't I just, I, I just, it's, it's hard to understand, you know, where they're coming from when they engage in certain behavior and then come out against it, not only to just come out against it for themselves, but to incite violence against an entire community of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's scary. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like my aunt, they, they fail to recognize the true like effects of their own words. Yeah, yeah definitely. Have you talked to your aunt since all this happened? Um, I did not go home for Christmas. Uh, I just felt like, like there, there's nothing really healthy about being around people who will say that they, they love you, but they don't accept you. Um, like, so I like put certain like safeguards and 
boundaries in place for my own mental health. So I stayed in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I live, but I have not spoken to my aunt. I, I plan to. Um, my cousin's wedding is coming up in a few months, so I, I know I'll see my aunt. But Yeah, it's, it, I would like to have you back on to see how that conversation goes. Um, and, you know, it's been so great to talk to you today. I, you're extremely brave. You're extremely self-aware. And I, I'm... I'm so thankful that there are voices like yours out there you. that are, are are working to combat this violence and and to to put it down because it's absolutely unnecessary. It's dangerous. It's anti freedom. It's um, I mean, we could we could talk for hours about about how yeah. horrible it is and and the and the impact that things that like your aunt said have on on people and their lives and who they love. So thank you very much for joining me today. Can you tell everybody where they can find and support? the Religious Exemption Accountability Project, and where they can find and support you. Yeah, so you can find more about REAP at thereap.org. And my Instagram handle is at Andrew Hartzler, and my Twitter handle is at Andy Hartzler. All right, well, thank you so much for taking time with me today. I really appreciate it. I know you're busy, everybody. Andrew Hartzler. Stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody, I am about to get my first three meals from Green Chef, and I'm so excited. I'm especially looking forward to trying their pork chops with basil pesto. It looks so good and a lot healthier than what I had for dinner last night. Uh, We've teamed up with Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well, and they have a deal for you. You can go to greenchef.com slash dailybeans60 and use code dailybeans60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Did you start your keto diet in the new year? Green Chef has made it easier than ever to keep keto with their brand new limited time keto kickoff 2023. You can find menus for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, even meal bundles at the Green Market. Uh, As the only keto meal kit, Green Chef makes it easy and delicious to stick to a carb-conscious lifestyle. With Green Chef, your 2023 will be full of convenient recipes that support your healthy lifestyle while tasting amazing. Green Chef and Factor are now both owned by HelloFresh, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I love using both brands, and now you can too. You even get a discount. Green Chef offsets 100% of their carbon footprint, as well as 100% of the plastic in every box, which is awesome. So go to greenchef.com slash dailybean60 and use code dailybean60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to send in pod pet photos, especially if they're wearing clothes. I love that. Uh, baby pictures for Dana, frog orgies for me. You know how it goes. Uh, want to play What the Mutt, where you send in your rescue pup and we try to guess very badly what breeds make up your rescue so baby. So fun. We're so bad at it. <laughs> We're so, so bad. Uh, you can do that and send in anything else by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Dana, first up is a a submission from Angela. Oh, my God. I know. Pronouns she and her. Hello, wonderful beans, queens. (laughs) Thank you for everything you do to keep us informed. After seeing the photo earlier of this adorable baby in the chicken bathrobe, I had to share these two pictures of my dog, Pnut, last year. Unless the P is silent, then just Newt. I had sun skin issues and needed medicated baths. So... I used the towels to keep her warm. <laughs> she appeared to think it was a game. The last picture is her today post-eye surgery. So she's now my winky girl. 
Honey, I please do not edit this just because it's going to give us a, g- a giggle. I think the dog. <laughs> I think the dog's name is Peanut. Oh. <laughs> P-N-U-T, but I'm looking at it and I think it might be Peanut. <laughs> and Peanut is absolutely adorable. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced it's Newt with a silent P. I think the dog should be Newt now. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, look at this baby. That was the best laugh of the day. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Oh look at this last God. picture with the little clips in the I bones. know, so sweet. Hi, Pnut. Pnut is is adorable. Uh, All right, I'll take the short one and maybe the one after, but we'll see. This is from Kimberly, pronouns she and her. Diwali was a while ago, but this pic will make anyone smile. My daughter and my granddaughter. Oh, Oh my my goodness. This is beautiful. Absolutely. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, look at that smile on that baby. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. All right, I'll take this next one. Uh, This is from Anonymous, pronouns she and her. Hello, Beans crew. My good news is that nearly every night this week, I'm an American living in the UK, I've been able to tune into C-SPAN and see (laughs) Kevin McCarthy lose again and again in real time. I may be in my chaotic villain era because I'm taking such vindictive pleasure in this dysfunctional house, but I don't really feel bad about it. I also need to tell you that I used to think that New York Times slogan was all news in fits of print. Wait, all news... (laughs) In fits of print. That's funny. Rather than all news, that's fit to print. Still works, right? Oh my God, that does. Thanks as ever for always giving us the news. I don't swear, but someone really needs to because things are messed up right now. I How do people not swear? I also want to shout out uh, my Patreon sponsor. I had been going through an especially financially stressful time when I got the news that I was sponsored, and it made me cry and not feel so desperate for a minute there. Uh, it, it really means the world to me. I look forward to the day when I can sponsor someone too. Oh, thank you, Anonymous. And uh, yeah, we have this thing where for 36 bucks, you can buy a year of premium beans feed uh, for somebody who can't swing it. You can do that at dailybeanspod.com. Scroll down to patrons sponsoring patrons. Next up from Dog and Cat Mom. Hi, Beans Queens. I've sent you pics before my pets. Most recently, my Bashan Eddie in his Halloween costume dressed up as Pennywise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your good news segment today mentioned something that cracked me up. Two tuxedo cats who'd just gotten fixed and were super stoned. The accompanying pics were hilarious. Yep, those fur babies were stoned. For a good reason, of course. I'm attaching my picture of my palm chi puppy, Jasmine, also known as Jazzy, who I adopted in July and had spayed in September. That was the soonest I could get her an appointment at the Humane Society. After her surgery, I went to pick her up, and my normally high-energy Zoom monster was so groggy. I didn't want to laugh at her, but oh my God, I did laugh at her and laugh at her. I mean, just look at that little stone doggy. I told her I was laughing with her, but we know that's not true. (laughs) It's especially (laughs) funny because normally she's a whirl of joyful energy. So I wanted to share some pics with you. It's like every inch of her little body is in full droop. In these pics, I call her Sad Yoda. (laughs) Maybe other listeners have cute pics of their fur babies coming home from their big day of spay or neuter surgery, all groggy and stoned and might want to share. Each pick means one more fur baby who will lead a happier life because their humans cared enough to get them fixed. I know that in Jazzy's case, she started life at a puppy mill. 
Uh, the breeder was planning to use her to make puppies, but then was reported to the county's animal control department for having too many dogs. Before the authorities could arrive, the breeder hurriedly gave many of her dogs away, including Jazzy, a very tiny puppy at the time. Jazzy ended up with a lovely young woman who took wonderful care of her, but then moved to an apartment and so rehomed Jazzy to me. She chose me because she wanted to make sure Miss Jazzy went to someone who would get her fixed and not breed her. And I just love her for her companionship, which I sure do. I've also attached a picture of Jazzy in Zoomies mode, murdering her dinosaur so you can see what she looks like normally. Thanks oh my for God. keeping me informed and entertained every day. Here's looking forward to a wonderful 2023. Oh, Jazzy, bless your stoned ass heart. Oh my gosh. Look how cute. No, there's Jazzy not stoned. Yes. You can definitely tell the difference. That is a stoned Jazzy. She's beautiful, by the way. Oh, my God. Amazing. amazing. Thank you for sending that in. Indeed. All right. This is from Cheryl P. Pronoun she and her. Hello. Happy 2023. I am USAF veteran and a teacher in Gilead. I mean, Texas. And am busy, te- <laughs> <laughs> am busy teaching CRT and indoctrinating students. Just kidding. I needed to rewind a little to distress from the speaker circus. I'm sharing a picture of my dog, Churro, in his Christmas jammies. He is pictured with my husband, who's also a USAF veteran and teacher. Churro hated his jammies, but we love seeing him in them on Christmas morning. Well, thank you both for serving in the Air Force. We appreciate you and thank you for your service. Look at, oh, Dad's got matching jammies. Dad's got matching jammies. That is fantastic. (laughs) Look at the tail, ma. (laughs) so cute thank you for that uh next up and our last submission from greg pronouns he and him there's not a lot of good news out there but there are still quite a few good things if you take the time to appreciate them i'm just sending along a couple of good things that i hope you'll appreciate p.s this is a purebred registered and rescued over-the-top noodle horse but something about the configuration just seems a little off to me the big one is named Strelly or Estrella, and the little one is Mickey or Tom for Tiny Orange Monster. Oh, look. Oh. This angle on the dog's snout. And look at the kitty. Oh, with the so sweet. Oh, on their, I bet those are their blankets. They've claimed them for themselves. So very sweet. But yes, that snout is incredible. Noodle horse. I love that. I've never heard a, 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 I'm assuming greyhound. I've never heard referred to as a noodle horse. Yeah, me either. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sending these in, everyone. If you have good news, corrections, anything you want to send, you can do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Uh, And please check out the latest episode of Jack. We have Zoe Tillman. Nice. And me and Andy McCabe go through that and her reporting that, you know, Jack Smith could be making charging decisions within weeks. So it's very exciting stuff. Uh, I hope you enjoy that show. Please subscribe to it if you haven't so we can knock the fascists off the charts. Dana, do you have any final thoughts before we exit? I do not. I just want to send my love to Panute. And I just want you to know that if I had read that, I probably would have absolutely done the same thing because that's what I do to English words. (laughs) So Panute, we love you or Newt, whatever you're going by. And also I want to send love to Peanut because... Peanut's adorable. Panute. Panute. <laughs> Take us out, Panute. Why do I automatically go to Egyptian like, oh, so good. lore instead of peanut? I, oh, so good. I don't know. I don't know. Watch, watch. There's going to be a correction tomorrow, and they're going to be like, Dana, <laughs> the dog's name is Panute. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Please write in and say that, even if it's a lie. <laughs> oh my god! After I went on this whole soapbox, they're going to be like, "And the piece silent. The dog's just name is Nut." <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Take uh, us away. It's been a fun show. I needed that laugh today. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take someone with you. I've been AG. And I've been Panute. <laughs> and I've been DG. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>